Yo, you know, I kind of hit on this one. Have you guys seen they, this game that we've all really only dreamt about where you really can have it your Sorry. way? <laughs> That was an unescaped giggle. I'm so sorry. A little squeal came out. I'm so sorry. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, this game that we could all only dream of, finally our dreams came true. And and they released their alpha to their backers. <laughs> Redfell's trying so hard and he can't even keep it to himself. Look Welcome to the party. We are looking for more your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg, and I'm joined by my returning party members. Let's welcome back Renfail. Hello. Also, welcome back the Nathan Napalm. Hey, glad to be here. As I'm realizing that the nameplates for today's show super get blended in with the background, I'm probably going to adjust those as we're like, as we're live now. Um, yeah, man, we've got a bunch on the agenda today. But before we dig in too far, I got to give a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames that support this channel, YouTube, Patreon, um, all the places that you can listen to or watch this podcast. Thanks for keeping the party's bags packed and provision stock for adventures here on the show. And, um, Man, you guys, there's been a lot going on in the Ashes of Creation domain. Um, a lot going on with a lot of other games that are releasing this month uh, or have recently released. Um, I've got a plenty of things to rely, not rely, but actually to reflect on as well. Um, but before we get into that, obviously, if you uh, if you want, you can go uh, support this podcast on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Leave us a message or comment. We will read it here on the show. Um you can call into one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. You can shoot a mail over to the LFM show at gmail.com. Uh, those are the places you can uh, reach out or you can follow us on Twitter at the LFM show friends. So what have you guys been up to? It's been a couple weeks since we uh, we did this. Yeah. Mine's been I'm going to I'll go first because mine's quick because um, Nathan did all his marathon stuff. Um, <laughs> right. I have just been in the interim since the last time we went. It was Mass Effect Legendary. I was playing that, but Celasta dropped last weekend, um, and I have been thoroughly like marathoning that like four or five hours every single day, which is double what I usually play every day. Um, I also, in between the last time we met up, uh, Days Gone was free on the PlayStation uh, this month, and I had never even played that game, and all I have to say about Days Gone is that's one of the best narrative story-based like zombie apocalypse games that I have ever played. Like it blew mm. for me personally. It blew Last of Us one and two out of the water with the story. Wow. It had a really cool ending. Um, I just that that was like six days. I, I just went kind of nuts and like Saturday and Sunday it was just like on the couch for hours. Wow. So Days Gone. Celasta, and I'm in the middle of um, Mass Effect 2 right now, but Celasta is the big one because that that game is amazing if you haven't picked it up yet, folks. I haven't. Damn. Yeah, Celasta is <sighs> a good nerdy D&D fun right there. Mm -hmm. um, I love that game, but I haven't played it in a while, so I'm sure it's much better than you. Oh, there's. I was surprised how much they held back in the early access because 
even like the the intro, there's like more dialogue than there was in early access that they didn't give you access to. So you get more of the story when you're at the tavern and you start oh, finding cool. out more of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. There was quite a bit more, um, and they've done a lot of polish in terms of the graphics um, and the cutscenes and everything. And they've mm-hmm. done a couple of patches. And, and the big thing was they dropped like the big beta version of um, the dungeon creator. And uh, yes. it's that's I know like Adric, uh, he's in your community too now, I think, playing EQ with you guys, but he's been uh, talking about it a lot. But uh, yeah, that game's they have they haven't said much about whether or not they're going to do any DLC, um, but they they are putting a heavy focus on that dungeon creator because they want that to be a community tool. And then if it grows from there, they've said they might do some DLC. Um, but for a first game from a fledgling studio, um, gotta say, pretty damn good. Man. Well, I went crazy last week doing um, <laughs> he did. Did, uh, EverQuest. On the, they had a new TLP server. Um, so I went wild with my community and streamed that 30 hours straight. Um, we didn't make it to 50. Uh, but we made it, I think, close to thirty, and then we took a little took a little nap, hopped back on, did another. I think it was, I think the second stream was roughly fifteen, sixteen hours, and um, made it to somewhere close to forty, and then we finished it up um, Sunday night and and got to fifty. Uh, I think that was like a twelve hour stream or, or thirteen hours, something like that. So it was it was pretty hardcore, uh, but we made it. Um, and now we're, we're we've got a bunch of people together. We're going to start raiding. I also, in between doing that off stream, um, I had to get my classic WoW character uh, at least to fifty eight so that I could do uh, TBC at launch and uh, do some videos on that. I made I made it barely. Mm-hmm. I barely made it. Um, so I've my sleep schedule now uh, was down <laughs> to six hours. Uh, I've been sleeping like three and four hours lately. Um, but it's worth it, man. You know. It's probably not a good time to mention this, but I read a study like a while back where they correlated if you're in your middle age and you get less than like six hours of sleep, they've linked it to dementia. <laughs> hey, that might be good for my channel. You're, that you're might right. be good for my channel, right? I do a lot of I do a lot of weird stuff on my channel. That might be good for me, right? Man. It might be uh, might be what sets me up over the edge of success. That's what's gonna work, man. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Um, let's see what's been going on for me. Lots of ashes testing. Um, holy shit. Um, I don't know if you watched the last live stream for ashes of creation, but they showed off some footage for castle sieges. Mm-hmm. We might've been That's in there. Good. My guild virtue might've oh. been in there. It was great. It was a good time. That was crazy looking dude. You, you know what I thought of as soon as I seen it? What? How upset Mark Jacobs must be. This dude's <laughs> been trying, you know, like that was pretty freaking impressive, dude. There was a ton of characters on the screen. There was like fireballs raining from the sky, explosions, and it was wild, dude. I, 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 I was impressed. That was, that was, and that was the first thing I was like, ah, oh, that kind of, that's gonna hurt Mark Jacobs' feelings <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you you want to know something crazy though? There was a test, uh, another castle siege test prior to that one. That that happened. That went per, just as smoothly. It had a little bit of you know like issues and stuff, but it went about the, about as smoothly. And it was like a hundred ish and a hundred ish or something. So there's like even more people than that. But that one, I can tell you, man, legit. I was like impressed because it, dude, performed so good. 
Like, I saw the snippet on Twitter today, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, it's only like a 45-minute snippet or something yeah. of like when they start the charge and just yeah. all hell starts coming down from the sky. And mm-hmm. I just sat there and watched it, and I hadn't even thought about what Nathan just said about the Mark Jacobs thing. But in my mind, I was going, I got to admit, like this thing looks – I mean, it's smooth. It looked smooth mm-hmm. as silk despite everything that was going on. So I was like – if performance is holding up that well, that bodes well for these large-scale PvP battles. Mm-hmm. Um, what engine are they using out of Curious? I don't even know. Unreal Engine 4. Yep. Wow. It's Unreal Engine 4. Look, to be fair, they've had an, you know the NDA. We got released off of the verbal NDA so we can talk about all experiences back to, like, like for me, Alpha Zero, right? And I can tell you, man, there have been some tests that didn't go. They rubber bandy issues, like... But they've been sure. making, I mean, implementation on implementation here lately, especially. They have just been cleaning it up, man. Like, it isn't performed. Like, they've been focused so hard on the rubber banding issues and the server-side stuff. And it's 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 coming along nicely. I'm, I'm actually, like, really impressed with, with their work right now. Not gonna lie. Yeah. So, definitely pretty excited. I was excited about how smoothly it went. It was even more so because of this idea of you get to make an impression, and when you showcase it, and they get to see that the you know that it performs that well, and it was, and all those effects are like kind of over the top right now too. Like they're a little bit, yeah. It's something they've been you know criticized for a long time about, but I feel like you know the reason they probably aren't changing that is is as many things as we can we can have to cause performance issues we need to probably have there. So anyway, been a good time in the ashes community and uh, been looking forward to a lot of the, uh, just a lot of the showcasing. Uh, I can't wait to actually get to the point where I can share it. I'm, I'm really hopeful at this point that, you know, here we are into June, right? And this is like a time period where they contemplated previously going and releasing like the no NDA and stuff, but it would have aligned with what? Wow. Classic, the burning crusade, um, they would have had the Elder Scrolls Online launch their new expansion jo- the other day, um, and which I'm actually a little annoyed. My I haven't gotten to get in there and play it yet, but I do have the expansion. Um, I also have the another copy of the game thanks to the devs that I can give away. Nice. Anyway, yeah, uh, I got that. Uh, and anyway, my point is though is that. Uh, Dude, they have the companion system and Endeavors that are supposed to be launching right now, like with this expansion. Endeavors got pushed back, and that was your way of essentially earning these like scrolls that you could use to get these crown store items. You're not spending money, you're doing, you know, you're endeavoring out there in the world to to do all the things you normally do. You get some of these, you spend them, you get stuff, but you don't have to pay money. That got pushed back a little bit, which was like, that kind of sucks. But hey, man, okay, whatever. Uh, Then you shift over to the companions and I'm watching my brother and he's like playing or whatever. And he's like, I've got to get my my undaunted, my fighters guild, my mages guild, like skill lines up on these characters. And I'm like, how you do it? And he's like, you got to do daily quests. I'm like, oh, please, no, please don't lock it behind daily quests, man. They did, though. You can only upgrade these lines. That if you did those, like, especially back at, like, launch, the Fighter's Guild is not so bad. You can go grind that out by killing, like, Daedra and Undead and stuff like that in the world. Uh, uh, The Mage's Guild, you originally would have to go run around and do books. And Undaunted came from dungeons. But now, in order to get your companions up, you have to go do these daily quests that I already... I don't like daily quests. And these particular ones are actually kind of... 
they could be kind of grindy. They could take you a while. Mm. Like go jump to three dolmens and do this. Go to a couple delves in the world and do these things. And they send you to different places. And it it can be kind of time consuming. I was like trying to like chip away at that on my my main character at one point to get all of the achievement points on that. And like you go do ten dailies, and it's like oh you got to do another another amount another. I think you have to do up to like thirty days worth of dailies just to get the achievement unlocked and. I mean, it's a good way to pair that with if you want the achievement right now, but to have to level your companion skills up like that, oh, those lines, ooh, it just sounds See, painful. This, those are situations where um, I would actually prefer in that scenario for you to say you need X amount of this currency. Mm. And how you get it is up to you. You want to go run dungeons for it. You want to go do some raids and get bigger rewards for it or whatever. Mm but you just need this many. That's when I prefer that. Mm. You, When I get told, like, you have to run three of this, you have to run two of this, you have to do five of these, I don't want, then I don't want to, right? I might have ran three dungeons, but because you told me I have to, now I don't want to. Now it feels like a chore. You know what I mean? Um, if I've got the freedom, and I don't like this system either, to be honest, but if at least I had the freedom to say, I just need this much of this currency, mm -hmm. and I have all these ways to do it, I can grind out in dungeons. I can do this. I can do that. Then at least I got the freedom to decide how I want to play the game. Right. I think freedom is key because Man. the moment that you take that out of my hands, you take away my player agency and you tell me what I'm supposed to right. like, not, not quest wise. Like a yeah. quest is a little different because that's, you know, I have an objective of point A to point B. It's the, when you log in, you must do this. It's like, nah, that's when I stop having fun in the mm -hmm. game. Yeah. 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 Player agency is important. Yeah. And that's one of the things with Ashes that I think sells so many people too is like the idea that what you do impacts the world and player agency is meaningful. It's actually a really big part of the game where, whereas here I feel like it take, kind of takes away from that. I mean, to have the option to do more. Now, I mean, you, you can't just always have it your way, right? It's not like I'm trying to preach a damn Burger King commercial or what something. What are you talking about? It's my way or the highway, man. Customer's oh, always right. Oh, we talked about it. <laughs> we had this conversation already. Hey, that is that is the name of the uh that is the name of the episode, right? Have yeah. it your way. I mean, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we have a bunch of different, you know, topics. And I think while we're on the discussion of like Ash as a creation, for example, did you guys see that? Um did you see that? Um I'm gonna copy this and throw it in chat. Now this one's one I've talked to death on my channel. So I'm so sorry to anybody watching or listening. who's like, I've heard this Sim. You talked about it on the ashes pathfinder show. You talked about it on your live stream. You did a damn talk and put the video out on YouTube. You're doing it in this podcast too. Well, I've got two other people here that <laughs> we haven't had this conversation, but did you guys see that it, it was on MMORPG.com and i'm not going to read through the quotes but you know i mean did you guys get to see that at all by chance do you follow it i hadn't i'm reading it right now. i'm just looking at the highlighted quotes mm -hmm. real quick regarding what are we talking about i threw it in chat um i'll throw it up here too but so basically okay. I, I i actually did a video today and i <laughs> i call i'm calling it ceo drops a sandal on the competition <laughs> because of the meme with steven and his sandals but uh, 
it, it, it's an important point because you know he kind of had this like discussion on like reddit and you know kind of reflected on like why he thinks people are excited about the game um he actually addressed some things people talked about because you know the whole idea of a pyramid scheme has been something that's being mm -hmm. reiterated upon like so many times by people that have been hating on the game like you know i mean back when it was in kickstarter it's like oh it's a pyramid scheme you get people in they got a referral system you're for your friend you're for your friend they're trying to scheme you um you know, then people are going to like, oh, but he's wealthy. He got all of his money from doing, you know, this or he did that. He did it shady. He got it in a bad way. And he actually goes and just literally like the like a mic drop. He hasn't done this. It's this been something that people have been doing for years. And he literally was like, yeah, you know what? Actually, no, I made my money in other ways. Here's one of the ways in which I did it. I've never done it the way people are actually saying I've done it. Um, and he kind of outlined some of those things. Um, he talked about you know, some of the things that he, that they're combating against. And I felt like a part of this was a direct slap at like new world because he talked about like no quality of life items, no pay to win. Uh, he really hit on those particular things among some of the other things and kind of shot back at like some of the naysayers. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, I, I reflected on, on, I've reflected on the, the things people have said over the years when I talk about ashes, not to white knight it, but just to talk about facts and evidence and, you know, a lot of the things and the arguments that I made were things that he just quite literally came out and actually said. And it was like kind of good because, you know, you don't want to like white knight. You don't want to be like, you know, I don't really have the evidence to support this, but you should base it on facts or you should, you know, it would be nice to maybe hear the, the creative director come out and say it himself. But he didn't, never really did. He just kind of didn't really address it. Just kind of left it alone. But then recently he kind of came out and he was just like, yeah, so about this. Kind of squashed it. The false narrative thing, um, man. I have so many yeah, things do. I would love to talk about from mm -hmm. that because I just went through some of this myself, um, and my perspective is a little different because there are things that I just literally can't. I know. I can I can talk about them, but I put myself at legal jeopardy for talking mm -hmm. about these things publicly. So I've chosen just to keep my mouth shut about things because, from a legal perspective, I've got a lawyer. Representing mm -hmm. my brother and I telling us you guys just need to let it all ride out in court because this is something I can tell you. Um, you guys talked about this before I joined the show about how there's a need sometimes to get out ahead of something yeah. and to talk about it in the public because right. otherwise the public, they'll make the craziest yeah. shit in the world up about yes. you and everything you're doing. Because one person suddenly spins off this thing that that other people latch onto for some reason. And I know the yeah. MLM thing for him, having him finally come out and make a statement like this, uh, because it's like, look, guys, I'm so sick of hearing about it. It's been going on for four or five years now. I totally get where the guy's coming from. Because um, I've heard some, I mean, that was one of the things that I really had to bite my tongue when when Kira did the video on, on me no longer being involved with Saga. Mm hmm there was a lot of stuff that he said in his video where I just, as much as I like Kira and, and I love the content that he was, he's producing, he was saying some stuff that I was just like, man, I really would love to come on your show and correct the rumors that you are talking about, which are absolutely false and not true. But from a legal standpoint, I'm just going to let, right. let that, let that happen in court so that when everything's said and done, I have legal backing to talk about things because man, it, it's so bad when you get, these i'm going to use air quotes here because mm -hmm. i do not consider mmorpg.com as as 
much as I like Joseph, Joseph is a pretty stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't consider MMRPG.com massively. They're not. They're not media. They're not. They yeah. are glorified blogs with uh, staff who who do some coverage of games. But a media outlet <clears throat> is something like PC Gamer, um, Wired, Polygon, etc., who have actual journalistic integrity, and they actually have this is very important a Mm. system of vetting the information that gets published they don't publish rumors they don't publish clickbait they Mm -hmm. don't publish bullshit they have reporters who do a job they report they cite they quote they verify all of the things that a journalist is supposed to do if you want to actually be a journalist and so i feel sorry for steven in that regard because you get these sites that have lots of traffic and you do unfortunately have to kind of try to work with these sites a little bit um, because they do generate so much traffic that it's worthwhile to keep yourself in their good graces but at the same time it's really hard when they just want to go off the rails and 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 talk about things like he's an mlm scammer and where do you get i mean where did that information ever even come from it's one person saying oh he's he sold and that's Mm -hmm. because like herbalife a good example this is because someone says oh he sold juice and supplements and then they see herbalife and they go herbalife that's like an mlm so he must have sold mlm that's what he's doing and i can tell you from personal experience 99 percent of affiliate marketing has nothing to do with pyramid mlm Uh, an mlm pyramid scheme is Mm -hmm. completely different i have done before I got into gaming, um, I did uh, self-publishing, and we did everybody. That's what everybody did in the like 2008 to 2012 bracket was you wrote books. You put them on, on a place like eJunkie, which nowadays there's like Gumroad and all these other places. But eJunkie was what I used back in the day. You put a book up on eJunkie. You could have affiliates join, and then you could set the commission rate that they would earn off of hawking your products for you and if you wrote good books and you had good products then they would sell and you found a niche and if you found a good niche and you're selling a couple thousand copies per month of a book on your own and then you've got 20 affiliates or 100 affiliates out there and each one of those affiliates is selling 20 books a month and you're giving them 50 percent or whatever the i mean it's good money and there's nothing scammy about it at all there is no scam whatsoever involved in affiliate marketing it's like yeah you have an affiliate code for uh uh ashes yep how is that a fucking pyramid scheme have one for amazon too by the way yeah yeah one for amazon too like many people do it's the same thing literally marketing is is just the um it's just the uh evolution of today's society of a lot of content creators, etc., and uh, mm-hmm. it's a way to say, "Hey, if you'll check out my product, um, you know, and and, and uh, have a link. Here's a link. Basically, uh, anybody that buys uh, will give you a, a piece of the commission uh, for selling it." Now, people like us, though, who we don't make a living off of the commission, mm-hmm. we make a living off of our content. Cre- well, no, we don't really. But right. whatever. <laughs> we, we, we we that's what we do. Uh, only fans it's not beneficial to us to just say hey go buy this game that's dog shit and i'm gonna push it because i want money it's that doesn't benefit us because then nobody's gonna trust people see through that yeah that right yes yes so so you know it's it's a very smart marketing strategy because the content creator is not going to sell unless they believe in the product right because they're going to want to sell other products besides this one 
Um, and and so it's a good system. I mean, it works well. And I just want to say, I don't really care how he got his money, and I don't think it's anybody's damn no. business, right? Like, thank you, dude, thank you. Dude thank made you. a lot of money somehow, yep. and it took some brain power, you know, making money. You, yep. you got some skill was involved there, or some really smart moves. And I don't care how he did it. What I do care about though is he took that money and didn't have to, and invested it into making a cool MMO for us all to play in the future. He didn't have to do that. He could have took the easy route. If you don't think publishers would have paid him millions mm -hmm. upon millions upon millions of dollars yes. to snag up Ashes of Creation right. years ago, yeah. yes, they did, and I'm sure they tried, and I'm sure there was plenty of meetings. Um, this game is is on fire. It's a it's a hot it's a hot item. Uh, so a lot of publishers would love to have this under their belt. So he decided, no, I don't want to have corporate overlords. I want to do this myself. So I'm going to do some crowdfunding you know uh from the fans but mostly huge majority mm -hmm. i'm gonna fund this this bad boy myself and that's impressive and that deserves a lot of respect and who cares how he got his money who cares yeah obviously it wasn't illegal right so yo you know i kind of hit on this one have you guys seen they this game that we've all really only dreamt about where you really can have it your Sorry. way. <laughs> that was an unescaped giggle. I'm so sorry. A little squeal came out. I'm so sorry. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, this game that we could all only dream of, finally our dreams came true. And and they released their alpha to their backers. <laughs> Red Bull's trying so hard and he can't even keep it to himself. <laughs> yes. There's something playable. It's Dream World, you guys. It's the it's the MMORPG that it's it's all all genres, all worlds, one game. Your dream come true. Truly a dream world, my friends. Truly. And I, I can't I, I can't I can't keep it in anymore. I gotta I gotta jump in. So okay, go. I've watched like six or seven videos of the people. My favorite is the one guy. I don't even know who he is. He's like a backer, a supporter, and he was a, yes. a, a, a like a, a supporter of them yes. for a long time. And and then he logged in and went, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> um, and he's made a lot of videos since then. Like, what the fuck is this? So mm -hmm. I looked at what they put together. Uh, what they put together was literally what we had on the back end for Saga for our art asset drop right. so anytime anytime any of our um modelers would get done with a piece of art they would mm -hmm. drop it we would get it uploaded into this zone and that was like the place it was just like a library of assets where we could go into this zone that was attached to our gm zone and we could go in there and we could just run around and look at all the assets right that's all it was was a dumping ground for assets that's literally what they pushed out as the alpha was a an asset dump with no optimization mm. there's yeah. it's just fog which does nothing for performance at all it's just i can i can i can drop a fog it's in worse for performance and it, it can be yes yeah. but all it does is adjust the view distance it doesn't actually impact whether or not something's being rendered that's why you need lod's and it's just i haven't seen anything that bad attempting to be something legitimate in ever um i just yeah. looked at that and and just kind of like scratched my head and went i i can't that's an asset dump and worse yeah. those aren't even assets that you guys built you just 
bought a bunch of shit and dumped it in a zone and it's still got like placeholder labels and shit on it (laughs) i was you know there's there's a part of me that's speechless um i have not made any dream world videos because i'm i'm fine letting other people ride that bandwagon but that that made me want to make a video to just do a rant about Mm -hmm. how this is nothing more than an asset dump by the way here's here's videos of our asset dumps you know Mm -hmm. like it's that's not an alpha that is not an alpha at all Eh, end of story i didn't even know about this so i've been watching uh so josh drive has um Mm -hmm. released a video showing it and uh so i've been sitting here watching this and fast forward and what is happening this is so bad yeah yeah, it's running really bad um it looks awful it's it's what is this there's like candy canes and open fields and uh weird gray boxing and like this is not this is definitely not something you ever show the public you know what i mean like this feels like something that like a brand new programmer would use to test out something mm-hmm. long before they actually start designing a game, right? Um, this is pretty bad. I've I've been with developers on uh, uh, where they just say, "Hey, let me show you where I'm at right now," and you know, on a call, and they'll just like, I don't even know when the world's going on. I don't know anything, but but they'll log on, they'll show me like the their version where they can like run around the world and they got all this stuff going on, but and they'll just show me some stuff. And they'll be like super early. I'm talking about stuff that has no nobody even knows about, right? And it looks 50 million times better than this, right? And and they've just started the project, uh, and it's more impressive than this. Um, this is uh, outrageous. <laughs> I can't believe somebody has the. Uh, I mean, it's pretty ballsy. Uh, they got the balls to do something this blatantly <laughs> dumb. Uh, Unbelievable, man. Isn't it, though? Yeah, it just con- completely just looks like an asset dump where I just toss a bunch of stuff into this fishbowl and go, okay, here you go, here's your game. It's like, whoa, dude. Hey, for all intents and purposes, they they have now completed their obligation yeah, to their Kickstarter backers, yep. which keeps them out of legal trouble. Right, <laughs> which is, you know, when we look at, <laughs> we look at, like, for example, Chronicles of Illyria, which is a game we've talked about before. I mean, this is, I mean, the same thing. This is kind of what's going on with like the kingdoms of Valeria. At least that's in my mind what what I feel like I'm seeing, um, which they had like a, a news post recently, which I also talked about recently. There's not a whole lot on it, really. Just that they're, you know, definitely and I'll, I'll link it here talking about it. I mean, you know, MMORPG.com covered it or whatever. But really, you can just go to their website if you even follow the game, back it or whatever. And, you know, you go and you take a look and essentially the long and short of it is is like uh end of may they were supposed to release this kingdoms of Illyria, um which is supposed to be this game that helps with the creation of chronicles of Illyria, and uh like helps with this management system or something i think is what they said mm-hmm. and they, they're supposed to have like released that for people by like the end of may and it didn't happen and that's delayed and it's supposed to be happening sometime in the next several two um <clears throat> Yeah, I, I gotta say, on their official YouTube channel, he released a video talking about it, right? And um, uh, well, it wasn't it wasn't Caspian; it was somebody that works there. Mm. And he was just kind of explaining like how making Kingdoms of Illyria is actually helping them to make their MMO, etc. Um, 
and he's just kind of explaining what it is. And so I, I, I watched the whole video. You know, I was just kind of like, okay, maybe, who knows. But then I scrolled down. I'll tell you what, I lost absolutely all faith in them. Not that I had any to begin with, but anybody who just walked in the door on this and finds that video, they're going to all scroll down. And they're going to see the comments are disabled. Yes. Bro, that's not how you go to business, right? Like, mm -hmm. I know people hate on you, and I know you're going to get – but you've got to roll with the punches right. now. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. You can respond to them or you can choose not to. But turning your comments off means we don't give a shit what you have to say. Shut the hell up. This is what we're doing, right? And it's not a good look, man. And and, and that's my main takeaway for what they're doing now. Um I don't know what's going behind the scenes. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I definitely wouldn't recommend anybody to buy into it, but turn your comments off when you're trying to prove that you're, you're actually doing something legitimate is uh, not cool. Not, not a smart move. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate too, because you look at the, the article and it's another example, another, another reason too, for why they're explaining that they, I think, have experienced some of this is like we're trying to multitask all of our social media stuff too it's like dude you guys are not interacting though so what do you mean like i, I just don't even understand that excuse I, I gotta jump on that one too because so i manage social media for my day job client yeah. um and then i do my stuff with project Ramond. And, you know, before that, I was doing psychoglucemia and using both as an example, um, I've always maintained some sort of a day job mm. alongside these things. And there are days when I might have to go through and answer 100, 150 comments. Those are big days. Normal days is probably 20 to 30 comments on a regular basis. Um, it doesn't take a huge amount of time. If you, if you factor in the total amount of time it takes to answer those messages, you might add up to a couple hours of the day if you've got a full day where you've got 100-plus comments that you have to answer to. Because it takes all of 90 seconds to write a response to someone unless you're writing – and there's no reason to be writing a novel-length response to somebody. All you have to do is just acknowledge yes. or not acknowledge. You don't have to acknowledge, but you can with just a very quick sentence, thanks for your feedback – stay tuned for more. Thanks so much. Even if it's a negative comment, you still just thank people. Thanks for your feedback and helping out with the algorithm because every single comment you make helps us go up higher, even if it's negative, which that's one of the things I've always loved about trolls who, who think that leaving a down vote or yeah, leaving a trolly comment is going to somehow negatively affect me. It's like, actually what you're doing is you're pushing my content higher up in the mm -hmm. algorithm, which is good for me because at the end of the day, clicks equal sales. So I'm always happy for interaction which is why, you know, turning the comments off seems like the stupidest thing to me because it takes no time. That's just yeah. someone with a thin skin who doesn't want to have to listen to people saying bad things about them, um, mm -hmm. which for better or worse, you kind of have to live with your consequences, <laughs> you know, whatever you do. Um, yeah, you do. You just got to keep my, rolling with it, whatever it is, you know. And my favorite, um, because I recently had a video that I did about Cyberpunk 2077, kind of, for me, it went viral. Mm -hmm. And it's done like 6,000 views in like the last week, um, which for me is, that's viral for me. Um, but what's funny is it's got like, I don't know, 70, 80 comments on it now. And it's, the, the it's like, 90% positive, but there's been 10% negative. And the ones that are negative are making me laugh because I'm getting people who are, it's been six or seven people in there who are like, 
um, making comments about my neck beard. And it's just like, <laughs> you have nothing to say about the game or the video that I made about the game. It's about my <laughs> shitty, my shitty beard where I can't grow anything. That's here. how they it's do like, it, man. That's, that's, that's the reach of trolls. I call them the reaching. Uh, I, I, I get it for the accent. Wife. I get it for yes. the, uh, yes. you know, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's a reaching, right? It's like, okay, bro, whatever, whatever, man. So that's oh, fucking, God, I was dude. crying. I was laughing so hard when I was, I was showing my wife and I was crying <sighs> because I was laughing so hard. It's like <laughs> they have their, these people have nothing else to like they have no feedback to actually give so like your beard sucks <laughs> <laughs> oh my god How and i think is your life? i think a lot of those people are i i really do believe a lot of those people are children um you know Probably, what i mean because yeah. you can tell you're like eh, that doesn't sound like something even a, even an adult and their usernames are always really stupid so it's good yeah be, yeah but it just makes me laugh because even if you have your comments turned on, you know, legitimate people will leave legitimate comments. Mm -hmm. yeah. You might not like what they have to say, but that's part of being an adult in the real world. You don't have to agree with everything everybody says. You just deal yeah. with it. I mean, a good example is I'm an atheist. My mm -hmm. wife is religious and she's she's from the Jehovah Witness side of things. Mm -hmm. And um, we have some healthy discussions from time to time mm -hmm. about things we don't agree on those things all the time we often have very different opinions but you know we've been rocking together for like 10 11 years now mm -hmm. and that's just something that for us has helped build a better relationship because that that it's not adversity at all it's just it's it's had both of us allowed both of us to have conversations that have pushed our minds in different ways that we might not have thought about something before. Yeah. And there is something to be said that's that um, complacency leads to stagnancy. So if, if you didn't, if, if Plato and Aristotle and these great philosophers didn't have the opposing points of view who were constantly debating them about whether or not what they were saying was good or bad or right or wrong, we would have never had, you know, those types of conversations don't happen unless there's adversity. But at the mm. same time, you have to be willing to accept when you've fucked up and, yeah. and admit it and own it and just own it and say, I'm so, which he has yet to do. He has yet to come out and say, I'm so sorry, guys. We pissed the money away. You don't have to say it like that, obviously, but you know, I'm so sorry for the way things turned out. I'm trying really hard to make it better here's what we're doing. There has been none of that. There's only been, this is what we're trying to do to get you guys a product. There's yeah. never been any acknowledgement of the fact that $8 million went somewhere. Right. Um, it's like, dude, own it. Like, even yeah. if you just owned it and said, I fucked up, Brad McQuaid did a good job of that. He admitted yeah. I fucked up. Like, yeah. you know, the, whatever people have to say about Pantheon, um, Brad admitted, you know, yep. hey guys, yeah, I made some shitty life decisions, and I'm trying really hard to to get past that. And as a result, he gained back a lot of credibility because he he went out there and he attempted to address that. And yeah, that's something and, that I, you know. And and it gives you it gives you the upper hand in a lot of situations when you do that too, because like Brad McLeod's a really good example. It's what I was thinking of. Um, he went on the uh, boogie, whatever it is. Uh, uh, 2998 huge, or something yeah yeah, yeah. huge youtuber um, yeah. especially at that time he was in his peak 
and uh, did an interview because he was trying to pitch Pantheon. He mm-hmm. needed he needed uh, some crowdfunding. And Boogie didn't hold back. He was like, hey, man, nope. after, a after good Vanguard, man, you really – how do we know this thing could be Vanguard again, which didn't work out? And, and his answer was poetic. You know, I can't quote it exactly, but he was like, you know, uh, look, man, that's why I need to do this because I make MMOs. That's what I do. Um, and I can't let my life legacy end like that. I did the best I could. I made a lot of mistakes, and uh, I learned a lot. Now let me take what I learned. And let me apply it and release this game. Uh, and I, now I know what to do and what I what not to do. Um, and you know it is what it is, man. And I respect that guy to death. Uh, I, I he owned all that Vanguard. He owned it, and it wasn't all his burden. No, and he just he carried that to his to his dying day. It was also, you know, the decision to to fire everybody in the parking lot was not that wasn't, wasn't his decision. decision. No, he was, was the middleman. He didn't own the company. He was yeah. told, go fire these people, and he was just like, oh, my God, I'm not going to make them come to work tomorrow. So, you know, I let me just go do it, you know. Let me just get yeah. this It's a, get this done. There are, situ- there are a lot of situations out there, as long as you own up. Um, another one, too, because I'm watching, you know, there's controversy every day about new things coming out in the Me Too movement. And I, I'm a big fan of John Barrowman, who, who um, is uh, – <laughs> A flaming queen. He's so funny, though. Uh, he's an actor from Doctor Who, uh, who played in Torchwood. He plays the Captain Jack, and um, also was in the show Arrow. Um, he's an he's been an actor for a long time, but he recently got caught up in this controversy because he's a very flamboyant individual, um, and plays a lot of practical jokes. And I guess during a lot of his time on Doctor Who and stuff, it's been now found out that that he would do things like walk out of his dressing room with his with his willy hanging out as a joke to everybody on set and there have been now this controversy that's come out where where he's now um some people have just said hey this happened and as a result he was dropped off of a couple of shows and there's mm-hmm. been this controversy now but everybody who was on the show at that point in time no one has accused him of anything they've literally just said it was horseplay was it inappropriate absolutely but it wasn't done with malicious intent and the thing I like about that in that particular instance is he's actually come out since then and said, hey, everybody, look, yes, I did it. it. Yes, in retrospect, should I have not done that? Absolutely. But as everyone has said, it wasn't done with bad intent or anything. It was just mm-hmm. horseplay. I I wouldn't do that kind of horseplay. But at the same time, I understand you know, getting out in front of it and owning it and saying, yes, it happened. But it wasn't for the bad reasons that people are saying. It was just this horseplay thing. I think that's a good example of of how something, if he didn't get out in front of it and say something to that aspect, it could spin out of control and become this mm-hmm. thing where suddenly he's being accused of in the public eye of doing all these things, which may or may not necessarily be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily related to game development, but I do, you know, in the scope of getting out ahead of things, yeah. I'm, I'll swing this back around to Caspian. Why? I just feel like if the guy would come out and own it there would be at least some forgiveness from mm-hmm. some people or at least a grudging acceptance that hey at least he's made the effort to say i'm so sorry guys i screwed up i'm trying to make it right like please i'm trying yeah he's yeah. never um, done anything like and, that though yeah. no because all it appears to me that he's doing is i'm trying to do everything i can to stay out of jail like I'm doing whatever I need to do to stay out of jail, but I'm not actually – I've never made a public apology because I, I don't know that he thinks that he did anything wrong. 
Don't know. That's a good point. You know, there's a couple cases we've got on the agenda too. And I, you know, I mean, obviously they've got a case that's in the works with Exola and all that stuff that's been, you know, going on behind the scenes. <coughs> Excuse me, not really any update on where that's at or anything. But there, there was, uh, I guess we could hit on these two. There was a couple of them and these were dropped. You, you actually dropped these, uh, I think Renfell. So, yeah. um, one of them was investor class action lawsuit against CD project red. So to be, this is actually this interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Cause what's happened is they've taken, there's multiple, I think there's three or four. I don't remember anymore, but there was multiple class action lawsuits that were happening. And basically they just all got compiled into one. And those are apparently actually getting filed this month uh, or actually going to court this month. Um, and I know in the investor call, which the Gamma Sutra article mentions mm -hmm. that because yeah. they did an investor call and the CEO came out and told, you know, because there, this is something that, you know, from a business standpoint, a lot of gamers don't ever appreciate, in my opinion, um, which is that from a business standpoint, there are legal obligations when you start selling a product, um, whether it's a pre-order or, or anything else. Um, and you've got to be, it depends on the type of company you have. If you have a private company, you're beholden, you're still beholden to the investors mm -hmm. to a certain degree because there are FDA regulations and everything else. And excuse me, not FDA, FTC regulations and SEC regulations, but you're also beholden to your customers because there are customer protection laws in the United States. But then when you're a corporation like CD Projekt Red is, and you have international investors, that article doesn't mention the fact that they also got sued in their home country by um and the the actual government oversight the polish version of the sec and ftc investigated them over investor fraud as well and part of what's going to court right now is the idea of whether or not there was any fraud that took place like did cd project red actually and this is important with malicious intent did they attempt to defraud people and or investors because there's multiple things going on here one is the fact that they promised investors that they were going to hit these numbers and they dramatically underperformed yeah. because of all of the bugs and issues so there's that aspect you have you have pissed off investors who said you promised me this yeah and you did but here's the thing to this and i can tell you this because i've signed a bunch of investor paperwork over the last few years you in order to comply with SEC and FTC guidelines, uh, with federal guidelines for investors, you have to provide them with transparency. And transparency includes providing them with a whole – I mean, it's a laundry list. I'm talking 30-plus pages in some cases. It could be bigger depending on the company, but there is a huge list of potential risks that you have to provide investors with so that they understand when they give you money there is no guarantee. There is a high, you know, there is a probability of success, and that probability goes up or down depending on all these factors. But investors know going into something that there is no guarantee, and they generally have zero legal means to come after you for money if your product fails because they knew about the risks going into it. But and they're you do investors, have, so like you sure. invested in it, so like it's a risk, right? Yes. 
but, and that was a smart risk, in my opinion, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about the we're talking about the makers of The Witcher Three, which yes. still tops a lot of sales charts, right? Yes. Absolutely. And, and and you know, I was who wasn't you know? Let's be honest with ourselves. Who didn't think Cyberpunk was going to be the coolest freaking game for years and years to come? I thought so. Everybody, I pretty much everybody thought so. It wasn't right. So. Um, that's just bad luck, you know, like that's to just, some degree. I don't, that's, I don't, we'll see what comes out of this, yes. right? But I highly doubt the CD Project Red maliciously that's sabotaged or did Their anything. I really doubt it, man, because I, I, this hurt them so bad. They were like really high quality, you know, free DLC, stellar reputation, just, yeah. yeah little thank you card when you buy the their product you know when you get a physical copy you get that little thank you so much we're going to give you some free goodies in the future and you know freaking just good company bad launch of a game right like it just is what it is and that's that's the the crux of the cases that are going to court right now is the the class action from these investors and other people who are trying to prove that CD Projekt Red committed fraud, that they lied, that they lied about the performance of the game. Because the, the here's here's the one thing that CD Projekt Red has against them that's that's the the big one in my mind, which is they didn't allow anybody to review the PS4 and Xbox One copies until like the day of launch. And those were the ones that had this horrible performance to the point where PS4 pulled it off. I've talked about this before. I mean, mm-hmm. I had blue screen crashes left and right. And they're being accused, and that one's going to be hard to prove because they literally didn't provide anyone with review copies until the day of the yeah. game coming out for those particular consoles. And so that's a case where if it can be proven that they did that in an attempt to hide the fact that those particular consoles were so buggy and in order to generate all the sales that they were going to make on these older consoles, if that can be proven in court, that's the main case that could potentially go against them. The, the investor fraud, I don't think that's going to ever fly. We have to wait and see, but maliciously, no, I don't. Yeah. I I even, I even think with the, you know, original PS4 and the original Xbox one, I, I, I believe that's a hard shot too because they had the day one patch that they yep. literally were working up up till the All day the, that yes, they thought yes, would really yes. fix the major things. And it did fix a lot of major things, according to a lot of people I talked to who played it, who got an advanced copy, just wasn't allowed to release the review until the day they said, man, a ton of this stuff was fixed on day one, right? Um, there's just a lot more here. And the, you know, the, I wish they would have just said, hey, look, this game doesn't run on the old gen console. Sorry, we did our damnedest, but we cannot release this, right? Um, that would have been the smarter move, obviously. But I, I do believe they thought they could pull it off. At least, I think they were just really hoping they could run it 20, jumping from 20 to 30 frames per second, and et cetera, on the old gen hardware. And, you know. The tricky part, though, is that they sold pre-orders. Yeah. And so you can't just you pull a release it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would have to refund it. In right. that case, we're talking tens of millions of dollars of refunds, yeah. which in many cases, that money has already been spent for payroll and to pay yeah. out investors and everything else. So it's it's so tricky. 
it's not nearly as simple as what a lot of consumers think it is. Um, mm. I would be surprised if anything comes out of this, to be honest with you, be given, given their reputation as a company going into this, um, I would be surprised it'll end up, I would like most things I would anticipate that it ends up in an out of court settlement. Yeah. Um, that's where, right, yeah. you know, it's going to be, we're going to pay these people a few million dollars to shut them up and move on with our business. I, I tell you what, take. things like this wouldn't happen, right? If we just went back to the way it used to be. You release your freaking game on PC, right? That game should have came out on PC. It should not have launched on consoles till years later, just like they did with The Witcher 3, because they knew back then, they were like, hey, The Witcher 3, maybe we could make it work. And I think that was back PS3 days, if I'm not mistaken. Like, we might be able to make it work, but it would be difficult. And they could have, right? And I can prove that because the Switch is pretty much architecturally speaking pretty similar to the to the ps3 and and etc so they could have um but they're like you know i remember that big debate like bring witcher 3 to consoles and they were like hey we don't know if that's really possible right and if they would have just done that release it to pc fix the bugs you know etc etc get everything ironed out and then work on the console ports like we used to do all the time back in the day Everybody wants that money right then and there. But what they miss out on is they miss out on sales, in my opinion, because in the old days, people would buy the, or at least me. And I know lots of other people would. I would buy the PC version. I'd play it to death. I would enjoy it. I loved it. Later, a few years later, it comes out on console. And I'd be like, you know what? I would like to play this on my couch, chilling out. And I'd buy it again. When you release it on multiple consoles at the same time, I'm just buying one. I'm picking one, right? Like, do I want to chill on the couch and play this game? Do I want to sit at my PC all day and play it, right? And I pick one. Um, so in my opinion, that's just, we need to go back to that. We're getting all backwards now. Now there's like games releasing for, uh, consoles and then later to PC. And it's like, dude, it, it needs to come to PC first. It just makes sense. You know, the crowd, the PC crowd's so different. You've got all the different builds of PCs, et cetera. People upgrade, people are more understanding. Like, yeah, my system doesn't run this game, but that's because I have a shitty graphics card, right? And they they understand, like, that's not the company's fault. I need to upgrade my graphics card if I want to play this at 60 frames. The console players have no concept of this because they all have the same hardware. So you releasing your game on it and it doesn't run, that's that's your fault. That's not their fault. There's nothing they can do, right? So I just think the we've just gotten the 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 publishers have gotten too greedy wanting money too fast. You can make the same amount of money, maybe even more. Just chill out. Release it on PC first. And Get release it. a good game. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that gives you time too. It really yeah. does. It get buy that PC buys you some time um to iron out a lot of these issues. Cause it runs even on day one, I know some people are going to disagree with me, but I played it day one, and it was okay. It had some crazy glitches, et cetera, but I could play the game, and I enjoyed it, and it was awesome. I beat uh, it. Like, I suffered yeah. through it and got, yeah, like, six, 65 hours out of the game yeah. and thought it was a great game. Me it too. was a fucking buggy game. <laughs> yeah, I saw some crazy stuff, but I laughed about it. It was funny. <laughs> I had fun with it. What it did you fun. see? What'd you see? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Thank God I didn't stream that game, but my kid walked in. Oh, by the way, you know? I did I did I stream that. it, and I 
I, I did stream, and I remember I put the first session. That's the first time I've ever put uh, I've ever put a YouTube video strictly to eighteen plus, because I knew there was going to be dick in the picture. Yeah, so, it's um, unavoidable with the glitches, or it used to be. Because oh, like my kid was like, "Oh, it's cyberpunk," and I was like, "It's a, it's a okay time. Nothing. I'm I'm in my apartment in the game, so like there's nothing crazy is going to happen." So they run in like, oh, cyberpunk, I want to see. And I walk up to the mirror. What do you know? My fly's open and my wang's <laughs> hanging out. And I'm like, that's not supposed to even be possible. Why can your fly even be unzipped in this game? That makes no sense. I was like, get out. Get out. Come in my office when I'm playing cyberpunk. Jeez. That's so funny, man. I remember we talked about that originally. I lost them. And I'm, <laughs> I'm giggling about it just as much now, man. Yeah. You got full physics and everything, too. <laughs> full frontal physics, dude. Oh, <laughs> dude, you know, we, we haven't talked about it in a while, but there was... Uh, I know that you linked this one, too, Renfell, which I was glad to see this, because uh, there's been this back and forth between, like, Apple and Epic Games around the whole Fortnite, you know, and, like, being able to have their game, and then, like, their shop, and, like, how all that went down. It looks like there was a bit of an update. Um, Tim Cook facing harsh questions about the app store from judges in the Fortnite trial. Is that the one that I linked like last week though? Yes. Yeah. I haven't read any, I haven't actually paid attention since that, but that was mm -hmm. a brilliant article. The judge grilled him and his answers were not very good. Um, it was oh, basically man. apples. It was basically Apple saying, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. We want all your money and we're going to do everything we can to keep our money because that's how we do business. We're a cutthroat, money-driven business. Yeah. Fuck y'all. That's how I read his comments. And the judge had, yeah, the judge had some good questions for him. Like, hey, don't you think you're being a little, well, that's just the way we do business. <laughs> like, oh hey, my God. Like, uh, in all honesty, man, it is though. Uh, you yeah. know, like well, he's just telling the truth that that is Apple. And, you know, I, I'm a fan of the iPhone products, et cetera. Right. But I know that, right. Like I, and most, most Apple uh, users are aware that we're being overcharged, right. Just to have that little logo on there or, or, or for the, in my opinion, it's for the convenience of how easy their products are to use. Right. Super easy to use products. Um, uh, just all the shenanigans are gone mm -hmm. in my opinion uh so i'm i'm willing to pay extra to get rid of the shenanigans and uh um you know their products just work uh so i use them uh but that but you pay for that and and it's obvious that they overcharge etc so hey he was honest what else what else can you be but honest sometimes i'm still running the samsung 7 i mean <laughs> dude i'm like reading over some of these my, these my wife's got the five I'm reading these comments from the judge again, and you're just like, dude, the judge just was basically like these, these doesn't really excuse these specific types of decisions. It kind of seemed yes. like they were the judge was essentially just going, yeah, it doesn't really work in, in with what you're saying. I mean, one of them right here was Cook replied after Apple had lowered some commissions to 15 percent. Google did the same. Right. Going, well, Google did it. Google did it, said indicating that there was competition, but the judge was dismissive of the argument, stating, I understand perhaps that was the issue when Google changed its prices, but your action wasn't a result of competition. Mm. Own your shit, basically, is what, what yeah, I'm hearing there. The judge, the judge is, uh, it sounds like he's doing his job, which is he's definitely, because I've also read a couple of, in there a few weeks back now, he also had some pretty harsh questions for Sweeney on the other side of the table mm. about some of the things that Epic yeah. has done and some of the arguments that they have against mm -hmm. Apple. And the judges kind of said, that really doesn't, yeah, that's mm -hmm. not really that strong of an argument. Like, mm -hmm. and Apple actually filed to dismiss one of the, 
one of the charges that are being brought and i can't remember what it is now because that was like three weeks ago when i read it but it's it's been an interesting trial to watch unfold because it's going to impact international businesses related to gaming and the app store um and it's not just here's the thing it's not just going to impact um the apple store it's also going to impact steam it's going to impact mm-hmm. the epic game store um steam had to release um sales data as part of this um and they're mm-hmm. not even not, they're not a plaintiff or anything but they right. they because of the nature of this like it's a it's a it's a very involving thing and it's going to change the way google play a- apple store epic store steam all these platforms it's going to change how all of them operate mm-hmm. moving forward. i'm hoping it calms down the storm that seemed to be building for my opinion of every company wanted to have their own app store right like bro this that's so annoying right like i don't want to have the ubi play whatever it's called and the epic and the oh steam yeah I forgot about the, that one. there's yeah. so many it's like everybody origin. wants their own origin it's like dude just just chill out you know i did get pissed about origin because i had to specifically had to install origin just so i could play star wars squadrons because i chose to buy it for the pc as opposed to the playstation and i was like really you're gonna make me download your app for the one game for this one game i own all these other ea games and i don't have to have your stupid um origin thing on here but this one game you're making me install origins but i think which i think now is called ea play or something yeah um i don't know but yeah i agree with you that's a stupid yeah, I'm just so sick of it, you know, like, okay, now I got to use this app to do that, and this one to do that, and it's like, jeez, man. just So hopefully this will kind of scare some of the other companies, like, hey, we don't want no part of that. Let's just release it on some of the more well-known. Um, and plus, if they're, if they're, um, they're priced to play, you might say, uh, goes to a reasonable amount because everybody's like, all right, let's just do what the judge kind of, you know, stay fair and honest. Then maybe a lot of, cause that's a lot, uh, that's a big part of it, right? Like companies are like, why should we pay, lose 20% of our um, money just because we're putting on this platform? When we that's why I won't touch own. steam. I won't yeah. touch steam. Yeah. Steam is Steam's a fucking ripoff. On. Yeah. Steam's really um, mean to the, uh, and everybody always developers. asks me like, well, why isn't, why isn't Shago to see me on steam? I'm like, cause I won't number one, they they allow people to review bomb games, fuck that. Yeah. And number two, they have this automatic. You don't get to go around it. They have this automatic refund policy where if you play mm-hmm. a game for like two hours or something, you can get a refund. Fuck that. I'm yeah. of the opinion you buy it, you own it. Yeah. End of story. It, yeah. Unless there's something that's like catastrophically wrong with it, like I bought a lemon car, you know, and it's like something's obviously wrong with it, and I take it back and I get my money back. But you know, no re uh, the stupid refund policy allowing review uh, bombs, and the third was always they're asking for thirty percent of my income for what? Acting as a storefront? Why do I need you as a storefront? I can have a website, I can run my own social media, and I can do all my own marketing. I don't need you. Yeah, I don't. Well, we have so many customers on Steam, and I can run Facebook ads, I can run Google ads, I can run Twitter ads, I can run Instagram ads, I can go to conventions and get a booth, I can go out there and talk to people and meet people. And it's like, I do hope though. The one thing I do hope will come out of this, I hope it drives Steam, uh, Steam's commission rate down because uh, Microsoft, Microsoft has already changed theirs. They went from thirty percent down to what is it, twelve percent now. Um, and it's so there are other other companies um, that are dropping their percentage down to twelve percent. And I would, you know, if Steam would do that, I would be more inclined. But I still can't stand the the 
uh, the allowing of review bombs, because um, that kind of stuff just really that and the refund policy. I'm totally against the refund policy at all. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not. I've I've only used the refund policy once, and that was because uh, that was recently. Um, Mass Effect came out, and yeah. I was all excited, ready to play, and then I realized on PC it didn't launch at midnight. It launched like the next day, and I was like, you know what? They got this refund policy. I'm going to get my money back and buy it on PS4 um, so I can play tonight because I got time to play tonight. So that's the only time I've ever used it. Um, but uh, I typically try not to buy Steam. I try to go to the developer's website and yes. buy it through them. Yes. Right. Because Applaud. I know they're getting more money. And right. I, I don't give a crap about Steam. I, can, I want the developers. You know, I'm, 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 I'm voting with my wallet. That's the way I feel when I buy a game. Like, hey, I'm I'm voting, you know, that I agree to your game. So, um, and I encourage other people to do the same because they're totally ripping off these developers. Yeah, you know, you know, when we talk about, uh, there was like discussion in chat just a moment ago with like Psychophobic and some others too, talking about like, you know, you want competition between businesses. You want, you know, it's good. It's important. Otherwise you, and I even said, you know, otherwise you end up with a monopoly and that's not, that's not good for people. So, yeah. Aside from that, though, speaking of kind of minding yourself, friends, I'm going to go ahead and post this in chat just as a heads up for anybody that's and, you know, has this Amazon's rolling out massive data sharing program. Users have one week to opt out. Do you guys see this? I saw this sneak into my my inbox via mail and I was like, Wait, I didn't what? see this, but this reminds me of the, the the recent YouTube feature that rolled out without any warning to anybody mm -hmm. where now people can snip they can clip your videos mm -hmm. and it's automatically turned on for every video you have ever put up on youtube and so you have to manually go in there and turn it off if you don't want people to clip your content and i was just like companies do shit like this all the time it's just so it's this is the cost of being online though unfortunately like if you're yeah. gonna have an online presence you kind of just have to learn to roll with the punches and when you see shit like this if you have a week to deal with it do what you need to do and then don't complain about it afterwards. Yeah. And there's, there's always been a little bit of loss of control, right? Like, mm -hmm. like you said, if you release on the internet, there's some loss of control there um, immediately. And you have to just kind of accept that. Um, my, I've, I've found my videos on all kinds of random websites, right? Mm -hmm. Like weird, like not even sometimes they're like in Korean language and all this stuff. And it's just like, and, and some of them get really good hits and views there. And it's just like, Oh, well, who cares? Right. Like I'm not doing this for, I'm not trying to gather up every penny I can, right? Like it's, you know, somebody's enjoying it somehow. Um, so whatever, just let people enjoy it. So I, I leave mine on, um, people yeah, mine's, mine's still on as well. Yeah. It, it's just getting my presence more out there. So whatever, more power to you. If you want to do that, you know, you're kind of advertising for me. So, yeah, it's uh, you basically like, you know, if you uh, are the Amazon sidewalk, so it's basically going to take, you're going to share your wireless network with others around who don't, who essentially, you know, don't have access, their devices don't have access to the internet for some reason. It's going to allow them to have access to your wireless internet so or your wireless network so that their devices will work. Um, well, they're gonna, are they going to help pay for my internet connection? Right. That's a great question. I think the answer is no on this, by the way. But. Yeah, the answer is no, right? <laughs> I guarantee. I guarantee. <laughs> Amazon Sidewalk is currently only available in the U.S. and set to roll out June 8th, five days from the day of this recording. Um, when this goes up on YouTube and is live, it'll be 
uh, four days. So just keep that in mind, right? You can go opt out on their website. I'm going to link this here, right here. This is the link to where you can go to opt out on your Amazon accounts and chat right here. There it is. Welcome. And with that being said, I felt I felt obligated when I saw that to go. I got to tell my nerd friends not to let this happen if they don't want it to. So just thought I'd put it out there. We talked about CD Projekt Red. Uh, let's talk about, we talked about the Tim Cook thing with the Apple Store. There's a couple other things, but let's hit this one. Blizzard canceled BlizzCon. I was like, dude, outright. I don't need, in my, and this is shout out to Scribbles who got this one to me. No, nothing until next yeah. year. They're planning yeah. on doing something globally, a bigger event of some sort. I don't know what it is. They haven't really exactly communicated if it's like a BlizzCon or what it is exactly. But man, it's like no online BlizzCon either. I was like, is this the first year? There's nothing, right? Second year? Yeah, last year was canceled. But, but they, did they had online. online though. But this, yeah, okay. So that's I was, was going to ask that question because I remembered at least something right. happening, but it, I didn't remember. Yeah. Right. The the in person BlizzCon didn't happen, but they still did it online last year. But this year, it's my understanding is nothing, dude. Nothing. Which just goes to show you that their virtual event didn't make them enough money to justify it. Probably what it was. Man. Butts in seat, man. Butts in Butts seats and, and seat. ticket sales. So listen, I, a few years ago, right? I guess this would have been 2019. Mm -hmm. Um. They, uh, they had a genius plan for the BlizzCon. I don't know if you guys remember this, but they said, hey, WoW Classic, if you want to play for the weekend, buy a virtual ticket for 60 bucks to BlizzCon, and you can play WoW Classic for the weekend. No, okay, let me rephrase that. Very few people paid 60 bucks to watch the BlizzCon. They paid 60 bucks to play a demo for the weekend of WoW Classic. That's how you make money, right? Like, yeah. I, I saw that and was like, you genius little sons of bitches. You <laughs> just made people pay the price of a full game to play a demo of a game that came out in 2006. 20 years how, ago, yeah. <laughs> how, I can't, and it worked, man. It worked the millions, millions. It was like, you know, oh, like, so I, I have to agree. Based on that move right there, and you got to think about that year over year, they have to go to Activision in board meetings and say, here's how much money we made in 2019 versus 2020, which 2020 had a good excuse, right? They were like, hey, but, you know, COVID, et cetera, you know, so not as good. You know, 2021, though, ugh, you know, they got to make big money. So I, I think they probably made that call just to save face. Um, and probably they don't have what they want to show you know they probably have like an idea like hey we want to show diablo 4 and and let it be playable i'm making stuff up but um <laughs> we want we want to release diablo 2 shortly after the convention you know like we need big heavy hitters for the fans right um and they probably just don't have it at this they're not at that point yet to be able to do that so I think it's smarter for them to cancel it if they're going to come out and give us the same old stuff and it's going to be lame. That's even worse than just not having the event altogether. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Renfield, do you want to hit on this one, man? This one about NFTs, the market collapse. Yeah. Yeah. I shared that yeah. today because, um, uh, let me go open that up again real quick. Yeah, I haven't gotten to read through it all either, but I figured we could, we could kind of end on that and a couple other random things before we get done today. Go find the link real quick. Oh, you already shared it. Yeah, I got it in chat. There you go. 
Um, there was a couple of things that I wanted to just bring to mind real quick, which is um, mm-hmm. the number of okay so this is just basically this article is about how the nft market had a big boom everyone's hyped about it and then since then it has just meteorically fallen completely uh the big number to look for is the fact that the active number of nft wallets which are the accounts being used to purchase these tokens has fallen from over twelve thousand to less than four thousand um and the market has just it's just basically it's it's not non-existent but it's fallen almost completely to the wayside within a matter of you know two three months. Yeah. And sure. the, the reason I brought this up was because I saw some fledgling companies trying to sell their concept art as NFTs, and I remember chuckling to myself. I think I even laughed out loud on. I think we even mentioned it in one of our Mondays in MMORPG episodes where mm-hmm. I, I I was laughing about. Um, these companies who are trying to sell their concept art as NFTs to try to bring in some more money. Because I looked at that and said, that's not, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's too, too soon to know anything. Um, and you know, all these people jumping on the bandwagon and, and, and it has made some people a lot of money. Like there's been some of the internet memes from 20 years ago, the, the no. kids who were like six years old, Charlie bit my finger. And like these other internet memes from forever ago, those, kids who are now 25 year old adults or whatever have sold the nfts for half a million dollars or a million bucks and they have become rich because of that which is kudos to them but by and by far and large the nft market was something that only a handful of uber rich uber elite people tapped into and it raised enough awareness that everyone suddenly decided they were going to be an nft Mm farmer yeah and that they were going to get rich and and we're going to sell nfts of our co- and i just it, as it relates to gaming um i saw some companies that were selling concept art and i just was like what are you you haven't even launched your game yet what are you doing concept not- art needs to be sold as like after the game's launched and it's it's successful and you have a big happy fan base right and then you can say, hey, we have some concept art from when we were developing this game. We're going to auction it off. That's how you make some money, and it's legitimate, and it's not weird, and it makes sense, and people are going to want to collect that and have that, um, and you can make good, honest money, right? Um, and I'm not going to lie. I, there's a lot of companies I uh, support heavily that jumped on or dipped their toes in the NFT thing, and that I was just kind of like, uh, I've got no comment, right? Like that's just so such a weird thing. Like, who cares? You know, like the average consumer just doesn't give a crap, right? Like that's just such a weird niche. It, it was a that, little that thing. right there, a yeah. niche. It was a weird niche thing, which is the same. The same can be said for you know game game companies who are trying to tip the dip their toes into crypto. Um. Crypto is still in such a state of flux. Uh, the reason I haven't jumped on any sort of crypto is because one single individual on this planet can make a tweet, and his name's Elon Musk. Oh yeah, and he can he can he can ruin or or blow up a you know depending on his mood for the day. Um, he can make a, a crypto worth a whole lot, or he can totally ruin a crypto in one day. And that that's the kind of uh, instability that drives me away from it and says, as much as I, I, I know people, like I have a friend who bought Bitcoin back in 2011, 
2012, like when it was first coming out and he got it for cheap. We're talking a few hundred dollars per for his first Bitcoins. And then it spiked up and he paid a few thousand for his next one. Last I talked to him was probably six years ago and he had like 15, 20 Bitcoins, which if he held on to those, you know, when they were $57,000 last month, but then it was like Tesla decided we're not going to take Bitcoin anymore. And it dropped to mid forties. And then China said, we're going to not allow it to drop another down to like 35,000. And it's like, if there's some game companies I've seen out there too, who are trying to, you know, put their hopes and dreams in, in, in in NFT and crypto baskets. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, it's not that I'm against crypto. I think crypto is an interesting concept. I have friends who have made money. My cousin, as an example, he actually made quite a lot on the Dogecoin uh, boom last month. Um, and so I know people who have made money and who who play around in that market. But it's just so volatile. I don't think companies who are trying to create products should be risking their integrity funding now not not necessarily their integrity but you're risking the success or failure of your company on a market that is just extremely volatile and you have investors involved and you have pre-order customers and or additional customers and if you're putting your eggs in those basket and that tends to go out you know you could be in deep legal doo-doo yeah um you know Run out of money. You know what? Someone in chat, Jada said, uh, I use Justice Coins. Now, I don't know if y'all are aware of what those are. Those are the uh, currency that are used here on my channel, provided by Twitch for each channel. You can customize a currency type. Yeah, okay. ha- hammers up, friend. In fact, isn't that on the Justice <laughs> Coin? Yeah. I, I, I want to throw in real quick. Yeah. That I'm going to say the unpopular thing right here. I hate Bitcoin. Let me explain why. I hate it. I wish it would go away. Let me explain why. I need to upgrade my damn computer, and I can't uh, freaking do it because everybody's buying all the freaking graphics cards yes. to, to arm Bitcoin. It's just like, man, I wish this would go away. I, I want to go back to the days where I could just buy a fucking graphics card, right? <laughs> like, it wasn't this big, like, lottery and, like, all this crazy shit. I just want a new – I need – a new graphics it's ridiculous i need one like i can't do my job now it's starting to like impede on it like i'm getting bad frames like dude i need to upgrade i can't do it it's ridiculous same thing with the ps5 this is me off i would love to get a ps5 and an xbox series x but i can't get my hands on either one yeah yeah i I want a ps5 as well i just want one because i i've owned all the sony uh and i want to play I want to play Demon Souls, man. Why is that not out on PC? Like, I, that's it. That's all. I'm I'm just gonna admit it. That's all I want. I want to play Demon Souls. It's only available on PS5. And you know what? I can't buy PS5 either because the freaking bitcoins are ruining everything, dude. They're ruining my life. I hate bitcoins. I really do. I I, I play along, and I got friends who they got the they're investing in Dogecoin, all this crap, and I'm like, yeah, that's great, man. Wish I, I wish it would go away. I really do. I wish Bitcoin would just go away. I wish the wish the best for the people that's investing. You make good money and all that kind of thing. But I am so sick and tired. You're stepping on the gamer's toes, and it pisses me off. I just need, dude, it's ridiculous. I need a new graphics card. Uh, I was happy to see God of War got pushed back to 2022 because uh, now I feel I feel like I don't necessarily have to have a PS5 this year. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I would like to own one. You know, just to have one, the graphics card thing, and and the worst part about that is like you can go buy a pre-built 
that's got like yeah. a 3080 or oh, 3090 man. in it, but you're going to pay. Yeah. And, like and the thing is, I, that's what I'm starting to think. Like, oh, just buy a pre-built and I'll give this one to my wife or something. Like, damn it. I just want to upgrade. I like this rig. You know, like I've been already invested in it. I just... I, and and it's like that's all I need now. I just need to upgrade my graphics card. And uh, I was like, oh, this will pass. You know, give it a, uh, give it six months. Now it's like, give it five years. Like, bro, I'm not gonna be able to run nothing on my PC in five years. You know, like, dude, ridiculous. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to play some games here, man. I can't do it. Nathan. I love you so much, dude. I'm so he glad of it. I, napalm, when he goes full napalm, it brings so much joy into my life, man. It just <laughs> are you you guys are annoyed by it too, though, right? Like you guys, yes. you guys feel the 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 weight. Well, of Bitcoin. I, I I wanted this is the first year in a long. I've let me put it this way: I have been a laptop only individual since 2008. Um, my last actual desktop was 2007, and I've been very pleased with how. <laughs> desktops or excuse me how laptops have evolved since then but i have wanted because we've been here now at this place for three and a half years and it doesn't look like we're going anywhere for another at least another couple of years and i was like i should probably get around to getting especially now that my wife is getting into concept art for our new project and and everything i'm like it would be nice to have us have a couple of rigs so I started and and it's like no uh-uh now is not the time because if I want anything relate remotely like modern so we're talking a 3000 series i'm gonna spend four thousand dollars per yeah. rig just for the box and it's yeah. like i'm not dropping eight thousand dollars on uh-uh nope sorry yeah. yeah that's that's absurd yeah hey. like and, and a lot of times you still can't just even just outright buy it you have to go through these crazy like carnival games to get it like it's crazy yeah i did get a pre-built in order to get my 3080 and a new i9 and stuff like that and then i got a i got a later I, I bought the motherboard and a new cooler or whatever i ended up spending probably close to about 3k but the the rig is like badass and everything but but that was my way of going in a because like what the scalpers were trying to do was sell that same graphics card for damn near what i paid for all of that combined yeah. so i got a massive upgrade my other rig's still rocking it you know Someone in chat said that they're listening to this and they have Ethereum being farmed on their uh, computer in the background. The 3090. I may or may not have traded Bitcoin and some other cryptocurrencies in the past. In my past, I mean recently. Get him, Nathan. Go, go. Until I... You're killing me. You're <laughs> killing me, guys. You're killing me, man. I just, want, I just need to upgrade, dude. I really need to. It's sad. Like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the frames, and they're getting worse. It's getting worse day by day. Like, I'm, I'm seeing my frames drop, and it hurts my feelings because <laughs> I, I am the kind of person that I put money back, right? Like, I'm like, even when I don't need anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, I will need something. I don't know what it is. So let me put the, so I put money back, but. I'll be damned if I'm going to spend $3,000 on a graphics card because I know my luck. I'll buy it. I'll get it. I'll install it. The next freaking week, Bitcoin will just crash, and you'll be able to buy that same graphics card for $400, bucks and i will lose my mind. I will lose my mind. I don't like wasting money, so I don't know, mm -hmm. man. It pisses me off, dude. I just want to upgrade. I've been saying on here, like, I need to upgrade. Man. I know. I upgrade. I, I, but now I'm feeling it, dude. I'm playing mm -hmm. games and like I'm I'm looking at my I can see the frames just dwindling away. And I'm like, man, 
I'm running out of time. I need, I need to upgrade. There's a lot of people in the same boat right now, though. They're waiting to upgrade, yeah. and it's like pulling teeth to try to find a new GPU or whatever, man. Yeah, it's definitely tough, man. And at your own your expense, we had people in chat. Cheryl donated us some Justice Coins for a sim rent, but said that was for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start a stream. I'm going to start yes. a stream. Like, help me. Help me be okay with spending way too much money to upgrade, uh, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> it's been a while since we've gotten to see Nathan go pull napalm, though. We don't get that very often these yeah. days. So yeah. it was, it was, that, There's not it, many things I'm highly upset about. No, it got clipped in chat. I asked for <laughs> Thank you so much for that. I needed that. I appreciate you, Psychophobic, for doing that. It means a lot to me. This is the kind of joy that I need in my life. I'll probably watch it tonight at least 10 to 20 times in between things. <laughs> You know, I'm going to throw it in sim clips on Discord for anybody who wants to check it out. Solely Nathan, by the way, it's in our Discord right there. We're discord.gg forward slash some morgue. If you're not in the Discord, you should join it. And on that note, my friends, you know what? We're at the end of our show. And as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to go to Amazon Sidewalk and I'm going to make sure that they don't share my damn Wi-Fi. Yeah. But on that note, it's been a great show. We're always looking for more to join the party. Rants of plenty, right? Let my... Uh, Fellow party members here, shout out their domains. I did post it in chat earlier. I was on Mondays and MMORPGs with Renfell and Scribbles recently. Posted it in chat. Um, you can check it out. It's in Discord under the content releases I announced this week as well. But Renfell, shout out your domains, man, where people can find you when you're not on the show. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Renfell. Also, all the other social media places. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. But I'm mostly active on youtube and um that's where all my videos come out and i have the patreon which is all our project ram and stuff the tiktok fyi if you go to the tiktok there's a lot of spanish content there because i do stuff in english and spanish mm -hmm. and it's a lot of it's about what my wife's working on the concept art for the new project but uh mostly youtube and patreon if you want to check out the uh, tabletop mm -hmm. stuff we're working on right now in the single player game nice and nathan you find me on YouTube, the Nathan Napalm. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, uh, also the Nathan Napalm. Everybody, it's that's FYI, uh, I think. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say you were just on the show, and I think Nathan's episode's coming out nice. on Monday. Hell yeah! I'm double, I'm double checking. Since you mentioned it, I wanted to bring this up real quick because yeah, I posted it. it in my dis. I posted it in my Discord this morning, and I gotta find it now. Uh, Yep, this Monday coming nice, up, we've got dude. Nathan on this show. So we recorded Nathan's ending. episode a couple weeks ago. So yeah, both of you guys have been on now. Oh yeah, time. it was a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed hanging out too. Had a lot of lot no, of. I was talk. glad to have you guys. Oh yeah, that's our show, everybody. Till next week, yeah. Y'all take it easy. Have a great night. Walk in the light, cause Paladins fucking rock. And I'll see you <laughs> next time. Bye, everybody. Have a good one. See you soon.